Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. It's your host, Scott Needham. I am uh, very excited. Uh, this is one of my first podcasts after having a baby. This is my first podcast after Prime Day. And so I actually had a, a, some change of opinions about Prime Day uh, this year. And I'm really glad I got someone uh, on the podcast to join me who I know their, their agency focuses a lot on Prime Day. I see their clients talk about Prime Day. I bought some products from one of their clients because <laughs> I, I got motivated. Well, I got Victor from Piranha. Um, uh, Victor, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Okay. I'm happy to um, blast through it. Well, it's also a good week to grab you because you announced uh, that your company, uh, you joined Piranha uh, and combined forces to, uh, you know, just to be a bigger, better agency. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I've known uh, the founder of Piranha is Jed Rawson. I've known him for uh, over a decade. So I've, uh, before we, both of us were in the Amazon space, like we knew each other uh, as we were finishing up college. Um, not, we didn't go to the same school. I was just doing an internship in San Diego. So I'm fans of Piranha for life. I, I love what you guys do. You guys are a little bit different type of agency. And one of the specific things is like your track record for how many of your uh, client brands have actually exited for significant amounts of money. So that's the intro I'll give Piranha and uh, <laughs> Victor uh, and uh, his team joined them. And so pretty exciting time. And also we're, we're going to dive into Prime Day and why I think actually I, I've changed my opinion about Prime Day. And I'd love to hear, you know, your guys' perspective, your strategies. And uh, yeah. 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 Totally happy to go through it. Okay. Let's do it. So first off, Prime Day was a success. Like, oh, yeah. Um, Amazon, you know, I think they grew their Prime Day. Let's see. That's about 10 to 20 percent over last year. I, you know, everyone wants to like have their opinion. I don't care about an opinion. If it's bigger than the previous year, like that says it all. And um, what's interesting is I bought things on Prime Day this year. Bought a really? lot. <laughs> Partly I'm in a new demographic. Like I am now, you know, I've got a young baby. I don't like leaving the house as often. And so I'm like stocking up. And so like, what that meant was like, I was buying grocery. I was buying like drinks, like protein drinks, yeah. you know, energy drinks, um, you know, just like just stocking up. And like Prime Day was an awesome time to actually explore new uh, products. And like, of course, you know, like, oh, you're a new protein drink. You got this flavor and you're a huge, like super deep discount. Yeah, I'm going to buy it. Like, you know, if you go to the gas station, it's $3 for a bottle. If you buy it on Prime Day, you know, it's like a dollar, dollar fifty. Um, yep. So I guess as a consumer, I kind of get it now. I get a yeah. little bit more. I'm like, I'm going to find some new stuff. <laughs> so um, now jump in the mind of an agency who runs clients that, you know, are really talking and thinking Prime Day almost, you know, all year long. Yeah, like, like Prime Day is really big and it, it reached the 
the reporting that it should have. Like we had clients that sometimes had a 28 times increase day over day. Like, so if they were making a thousand dollars in one day, they made $28,000 on prime day, which was very rare. I did a LinkedIn poll and to see what the increase is. Yeah. Most people got more than a 50% increase day over day, but um, we had a lot of clients that significantly beat that. Um, so I would say if you did the right deals and the right, um, the right promotion, um, usually above a 20%, then usually you got to reap the benefits off of it. Um, and we saw things that are not necessarily impulse buys being purchased on prime day, just from the additional sales traffic, meaning that usually the tech products of the world, usually they reap the prime day benefits the most because it's an impulse buy it's cheaper. Um, and it's usually on deal. But we saw just there's so much traffic on Amazon that almost all clients saw an increase. Um, cost per click went like crazy, but there was definitely an increase of traffic and increase in sales for most people on Amazon. You're right. So I love that you said like impulse buy, they do lead the way. And sure. they're, that, they're what's bringing the traffic. Um, my two businesses, one of them did about a 50% uh, day over day. And about my reselling business was probably like 25, 30%. The reselling business with the first prime day actually did a 150% uh, day over day. So um, it's definitely shifted over the years to, um, you know, for those deal finders. And um, I think Amazon even organizes their site slightly differently. I probably should spend more time just analyzing like the site on prime day, what makes it tick because uh, it looks like they're going to, there's chatter of a second prime day uh, closer to Christmas and, you know, black Friday in some ways is is, is close to this. So um, you want to be, if if you're going to capture a prime day, you got to kind of have to run a deal. Now there's lightning deals, which are kind of hard to come by and like they're expensive to pay for that deal versus just like doing a promotion versus a coupon. Um, What's your preference? Is there a right or wrong one? On, on prime day. um, So it depends, depends what stage you're at on prime day. Definitely recommend a lightning deal because lightning deal, you get a lightning deal badge. You'll go on the deal page, um, but they're a little bit hard to come by. They have to be scheduled. um, You have to be accepted for it. Um, there's a lot of things that are required um, in order to get a lightning deal. And then Amazon can just randomly shut it down. We had a client that shut, got their prime day. Um, it was accepted and they randomly declined it the day before prime day. So um, those things happen all the time um, with Amazon. So uh, lightning deals, very hard to come by, but yeah, very effective. Because uh, I know the first two prime days, there were kind of PR uh, disasters. Uh, people gamed the lightning deal system where they'd like raise their price, get it accepted in the lightning deal. And then like, it'd be a lightning deal at like not a price that people were like excited about. Yeah. You saw a lot of social media. And so they've really shut that down to make it. So like, this has to be a deal if it's a lightning deal. Um, What about promotions or coupons? Yeah. And when it comes to promotions, you can still get, um, you can still put a, a check mark box. So when you go to the product page, there's the, like a little check box um, for a promotion and a coupon. Um, I like coupons over promotions. For the coupon, you have to pay like a very small fee for it, but you get a little badge. So if you ever go on the the, the search page and you see like, um, say 5%, 
yeah, on yeah. this purchase yeah, uh, yeah. in that that little green badge when you go through the search page that's a coupon yeah. so i highly recommend a coupon yeah. because you get that green badge and it it could be the difference between someone purchasing your product versus someone else's absolutely so, so um, yeah i've talked a lot about coupons on the podcast people know that i love them i think they're like I, I almost think every product should have a coupon all 100% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, Especially on the product launch, we we do always, um, almost exclusively always put 10% coupons on yeah. um, during a product launch just to increase conversion rate while we have very little reviews. Um, and then once we have reviews, we usually take them off. Um, but yes, you're totally right that um, coupons work to increase conversion rate. And if you want to increase it, definitely put on a coupon. Yeah, it's the fastest way. I, uh, there, there could be some more research done on coupons, but my, mine is like, even on your stale products, if you put the minimum coupon, like it increases, it doubles, it doubles your conversion rate. Yeah. Um, so how do you think people are discovering products on prime day? You know, um, are they just going to the lightning deal page? Are they searching things? What, what's the, uh, um, yeah. Uh, what, what do you think? So I was just analyzing how I, how I did it as a consumer. So basically I, I would go through Amazon prime day has like its own page. Like, yeah. like once you open up the homepage, you can say like search deals. And then I search, like I, I change differently rather than searching with what I want. I just browse. So I'm like, there's categories that pop up. So there'll be like sports category, tech category, um, all these things. And it'll pop up with basically with lightning deals, of things in that particular category is, so, is that only showing lightning deals it uh, shows um lightning deals and then really good deals um okay. I'm, pr I'm pretty sure that that's exclusively it there are very i think it's more than a 25 percent to be on that page either lightning deals or just really good deals what i really like about that is that makes it a little bit easier to get there and if you just give you know a really good deal you know you you could get your product featured uh, a little bit more heavily um yeah. You know, uh, one of your clients is very public about their Prime Day strategy, uh, yes. uh, C4, the energy drink. I bought a few of them just because uh, I've become friends with one of the, the brand managers, but they did an Amazon Live with Kevin Hart. Yeah. Uh, they, they threw down uh, the, the big bucks to get a celebrity. <laughs> big bucks, yep. Um, yeah. of, of all the things that they did on uh, Prime Day, uh, uh, what do you think was most effective? I think um, the advertising was very effective and how we allocate the budget because most, I would say about almost 80% of all people run out of budget by 9 PM um, on prime day because of how much they're spending cost per click wise. And then if you look at the cost, the cost per clicks at, after 9 PM, they're like 50% of what they they were during the actual prime day. Okay. So I think allocating the budget at the very end was a very effective strategy. Um, how, do you do, how, how do you do that? So you can do um, what's called um, day party. Not, um, yeah, day breaking. So basically rather than um, investing all your money right up front and letting Amazon control it, you can have any tool can basically do this. Um, basically you can make it where it only spends a certain amount each hour. And then eventually, once you get up to 9 p.m., you can uh, make sure you spend effectively there. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, that, that's the first, like, uh, I, that, 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 that's a hack that people can uh, jump in and, uh, you know, think about it. So yeah. 
we know that there's the impulse buys. And for me, grocery is now an impulse buy. I think it's probably a really good category. It's also a really good category for um, uh, lifetime value in that, like, let's see, there's one product I'm going to buy again. Um, One of the protein drinks that we got, uh, one of them I didn't like, and one of them I liked, I'm like, oh, I'm getting this again. I, um, and so, um, what's your perspective, uh, with, you know, some of the brands that you represent, uh, doing, you know, considering that like, Hey, we're going to lose a lot of money on marketing for this prime day, but how do they get that money back? And then, you know, is that in the form of repeat purchases or, uh, how, how do you think about that? So you have to remember that. Um, the mindset changes once you're in prime day. So like, for example, if I was a consumer on Amazon, I never browse. I literally go on Amazon for like 10 seconds, get, search what I uh, search, what I want, buy it. And I'm off Amazon. Like that's, that is me as a consumer. But then once I enter prime day, I'm a browser. So let's say if I go through and I'm looking for like, Hey, I've always wanted to try another vegan protein shake. And I would go through example, protein shake, and I would just browse. And now I'm like looking and then once I um, click on one, I might buy two or three, see which one I like the best. And then from there, now, if I like it, I, I might do that on Prime Day. And then from there, become a lifetime consumer of that product. But before before Prime Day, I would have never have done that where I would have just browsed Amazon to like see things I might like. It, but that's the difference. So if I, as long as their deal was there, I would have bought that vegan protein shake and then purchased it and then became a lifetime customer afterward. You just have to remember prime day is a lot of browsers at that yeah, point man. that you want to capture. Um, and that ends up being a lifetime customer if your product's good. Yeah. So um, I think there's actually another uh, justification for uh, prime day that we'll jump into, but you know, Jeddak, Jed uh, with Piranha was actually one of the first to tell me about um, lifetime value or repeat purchase rate. And I knew years ago he was doing an analysis on it. Um, right now, we're actually building that into Smart Scout. We're finally going to be able to connect to people's accounts and just show you, like, hey, you know, here's your repeat purchase rate on this brand, this product, hear, hear this. And it's surprising sometimes. We have a product, it's like uh, turf tape. And okay. for some random reason, it's it's for people that like like to uh, that that have turf on the ground and they want to like stitch them together. Well, when you use that, a lot of times you you don't finish the job. You come back and buy the same stuff over and over again. It is a it is a, a niche product that's like a hard good, not a grocery that actually has a decent repeat purchase rate. Wow. Uh, so I, it totally changed my perspective of that product. It's like, oh wow, this is better than I thought. Um, is your analysis going to break it apart per product? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Cause all the lifetime value tools I know of, they basically bundle it together and it makes it very difficult to break it apart per product. Yeah. So that's awesome that you're having a per product analysis of the lifetime value. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that, that's the direction that we're going. I, I just think it's fun. <laughs> yeah. That's half the time I build something. I mean, or like, I'm like, oh, I would use this in my business. And so let's just build it. And if, if I like it, then I hope other people will. Um, another is this halo effect. And the idea that, you know, if you jump in sales rank, you have a chance of, uh, you know, increasing your, your ranks across the board um, on certain 
you know, uh, search terms. And uh, do you, what's your thoughts on the halo effect? Have you uh, seen it? Is it real? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely real. And you can definitely see it. Um, it's most prominent on a product launch. So you can really see it from there. When you're ramping up the ads, um, when you start a product, a brand new product on Amazon, you practically get zero sales. Until once you start advertising, yes, it is an effective advertising because you have zero views. You're trying to get, you're trying to ramp up, doing the ramp up process. But as you start generating sales, the Amazon algorithm dedicates most of um, is rewarding based off sales velocity. So as you start ramping up, go to two, three, five, six, seven orders, and then you start to get 20 and start doing that ramp up process. The Amazon algorithm will actually increase your rank organically and sponsored. So by investing the dollars in ads, you're increasing your sales velocity and saying Amazon Amazon goes, oh my gosh, this is making me a lot of money. I need to increase this in the organic rank. And then the halo effect starts to increase. So as you start increasing sponsored, organic will match it as you keep raising and it keeps matching itself. Yeah. So the halo effect is real. That's kind of like, that is one of the core, uh, um, ideas around Amazon, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, and why advertising has really kind of changed the game. It's, it's, it's risky. You know, you like, you have to like believe in your product. Yeah. Um, cause I bet you half the audience has, has, has hurt, has had a product to just like, Oh, this advertising is not that great. <laughs> um, yeah. so you kind of have to like adjust your strategy. We're doing that right now with our private label business. We're like, Hey, let's stop advertising on these like low intent search terms and just on the high intent stuff. And I think it's uh, like, I, you have to jump in, this, in, in the mind of the consumer. I'm glad that like, you know, two or three times you've referenced, you know, like how does the average consumer actually behave on prime day with their browsers? I browsed, yeah. I browsed more than I ever did. I was looking for deals on like drinks. Yeah. Um, so, um, really interesting. There's another thing, like I, I, I didn't intend to like talk about this, but like something else I'm working on, on smart scout to kind of like measure this halo effect. So take a product. We, you can use any tool and you can track its ranking. Everyone knows like, Oh, like on pre-workout, you're number three on this, you're number 15. Well, that you can start to back into like your organic impressions. How many people are actually seeing it? If you multiply, you know, the rank to the uh, estimate search volume, and then you just add that all together, you're like, well, we think you're roughly getting this much organic impressions. Well, what we wanted to do is build this over time so that you could do a pre-prime day, you know, measurement of your products, and then a post-prime day measurement and like have an overall like difference of, like how um, is your overall impressions higher uh, than, than before? And just to be able to see it and actually see it for, comp- for competing products. Um, so that's something that I'm working on. I, we, we really thought about that, like literally just a few days after Prime Day. So a little bit uh, behind the ball on that one. But you know what would be really cool is um, I have a lot of clients that ask me like, Victor, uh, what are my organic sales versus my sponsored sales? What would be really cool is if you cross-reference the total organic, the total sales on the product and the business reports, 
and then cross-referenced it with the Amazon reports. So that way you saw how much is coming from sponsored view wise. Um, like right now I can get the organic to uh, ad sales. I'm able to get that right now. But what would be cool is to see how many views and impressions are coming off organic versus sponsored ah. and how that tracks over time. That'd be really yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, roughly like, you no, know, we could do something there. Um, and to see if there's like a shift. Yeah, that's, that, that's what I like is 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 viewing like how it tracks um, over time. Yeah. Um, well, really cool. this uh, let's see, where do I got to write that down? <laughs> <laughs> um, this feels like uh, one of my uh, development calls uh, where I got to jot down notes to myself. That's super interesting. I love tracking stuff like that over time. Um, the, the reason why I say that Momentum Commerce has a tool. And um, if you were to look two years back, let's say any category on Amazon, um, the top 10 products, 20% of the top 10 products were advertising, advertising placements, okay? 20% and 80% were organic placements, okay? If you were to look today, most categories are 50 to 60% are sponsored placements, meaning that like out of the top 10, 50 or 60% are sponsored and only four, 40% is organic. Hmm. And meaning that Amazon is becoming more pay to play, meaning that your organic is going to naturally shrink more and more over time as that number increases to get bigger. So that's why I was wondering if you, if you could develop something a yeah, tool like yeah. that, that you can see the organic start to potentially go down and seeing the sponsored getting more and more that's why i was interested in that because yeah. there's something we could do it's it's a complicated thing because there's different ad products there's like sponsored brands there's even the uh the on-site editorials True. um but um we're building in that direction um cool. so um what about like are there some products that you like wouldn't uh promote on prime day you're like ah, oh, let's not do this um, like I would say, no, like I would say usually, um, it's not necessarily would it push on prime day. Um, like for example, we had some supplement category stuff, um, that I wasn't like, we didn't push very heavy on. Um, we just basically kept the ads steady. We, we didn't necessarily push them. Um, but we basically gave a 30% off discount. And then we basically just left the ads exactly where they were. Okay. And um, because it wasn't like one of those su those supplement products that you're like, it wasn't like a protein drink, for example. It was like something very niche and that isn't very prime day specific. But mm -hmm. we just basically left the ads steady on that day and gave it 30% off. And they saw a pretty decent bump um, just from the natural increase in sales. So like from the additional traffic. So okay. I would always leave it on and give a pretty good discount regardless um, there's really no products, um, I would say that are a huge no-go, even if you're in the grocery category or whatever, um, it's pretty easy just to kind of test it out. Um, cause you're getting a, a bunch of di different traffic. You know, you have to give away a discount if you really don't want to, but if you want to reap the benefits of prime day, you will have to. Um, but so, yes. Yeah. You can, you can have a, an adjusted strategy. You don't have to go all in on everything. Yeah. Uh, you can just do one or the other, uh, increase ad spend don't give a discount or give a discount, don't increase the ad spend. Um, 
Interesting. I, I feel like I, we, we missed the ball now that I understand a little bit more, like, especially with some of our products that we were deep in inventory. I'm like, why didn't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. I can tell you why I was busy doing other things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's cool. So um, like I said, like I, I'm a piranha fan for life. Uh, you guys represent brands that uh, are a little bit different they, uh, I actually think grocery is just a really interesting category when people bring uh, new products to market and they can ramp up, you know, high and fast. Yeah. Um, what, uh, we, we were just jamming at some other ideas that, um, you know, you, that you guys feel like you stand out with. And one was like product innovation. Uh, tell me a little bit more, um, what you mean by that. Yeah. Um, so we did this for BarkBox. This is probably one of our most successful examples of product innovation. So um, in BarkBox, they basically make these like normal beds, these normal square beds. That's what everyone else in the category did. Okay. And we were competing um, advertising wise with these other square beds. Um, but we noticed that there's this other particular ca category called cuddler beds. They're like these little, they're like a bean bag for dogs, essentially, uh -huh. but they're called cuddler beds. Um, and we were like, hey, like there's this huge category. These guys are doing at least, um, these other competitors are doing $300,000 a month. Like we should build a product that, um, that competes with these guys. And eventually they went to their manufacturer, started generating it, and they got some inventory and they sold out the first month. <laughs> and they were like, wow okay, this is a really good product. And eventually they got up to the point where that was one of their top five products. And it naturally, like they didn't even have to sp um, sponsor it because they could never keep an inventory yeah. because of how fast it was. It was emerging category. It ended up being super successful and there was a lot of traffic and very few competitors. So the faster they were moving on it, and the fact that we just said, hey, there's this new category, you should create products like this was a huge revenue generator. Because as you know, you have to innovate on Amazon to be successful. And yeah. that's what we help the clients do is say, hey, there's this other thing that you should create products on and generate that. And for BarkBox, it worked really, really well. And, so, and, yeah. and often innovation may just be one thing. You can innovate on design, you can innovate yeah. on price, you can innovate on branding. Um, and yeah. like, I, I fully believe that. That's actually the same in the software space. Mm -hmm. You know, let's just take, you know, MailChimp. It's an email client. All you have to do is differentiate from them in one small way. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, there's a few hundred people that actually prefer that. Yeah. So um, uh, I, uh, I, I think when we, sometimes we think about innovation, uh, people probably get a little bit too ahead of themselves and they want to build, you know, like the new Tesla or like something like that. That's like a product, nude product defining thing. Um, when really uh, a lot of successful businesses start with just like one small thing. Um, and then that's the space that I live in. I see it all the time. And uh, I love, you know, uh, making small differences that like speak to just to, like the right person. Like maybe you want to be the uh, MailChimp for, uh, for uh, plumbers and electricians. You know what? <laughs> yeah. They, they have a different use case and maybe you just give them out like templates that just like give exactly the high converting emails. Okay. We're already, again, we're now in R and D mode um, on something that's not related to. <laughs> 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 um, 
Cool. Well, um, Victor, thank you so much for coming on talk. But uh, before uh, we uh, leave the audience, I like to ask uh, guests, do you have a smart hack in life or business that has helped you uh, get where you're at? And, you know, maybe you wish you uh, knew this a little bit, you know, earlier. So I used to work 14 hours a day, every single day. Um, and that was pretty normal for me for a long time. Um, I always had the impulse to always say like, why aren't you working? Every time I wouldn't be working, I would say like, why aren't you working? Why aren't you working? Um, and then I realized that I would regret that in the future of saying, I would look back at my life and say like, oh my gosh, I spent my entire, I would spend. Was, was this, uh, with your business 14 hours a day? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Like, well, this was actually before my business, I was interning, I was doing three intern jobs, um, working for three different companies and like learning just every single piece. Okay. Um, and like basically just going crazy. <laughs> I was just learning as much as I humanly could. And I was doing all their projects. I became a website developer, eventually got into SEO, Facebook, and then eventually got into Amazon. So um, I was working all those internship jobs. I was working on my personal projects. Um, I was just working like crazy. And then when I got to my business, yes, I did work 14 hours a day. And so are you, are you here advocating the 14 hour life is the only way to go? No. Oh. And so what I'm saying is uh, my few, I knew I was going to regret like working that much and looking back and like, wow, I should have just had fun. And so now my, my life hack, my personal life hack is that I do one fun thing per day, every single day. So it could be, uh, I'm a huge volleyball player. So I usually either I'm playing volleyball when it's not hundred degrees outside. Um, either that or go country dancing. I have my hat right here. Just, just <laughs> when I mentioned it. <laughs> and then, um, either that or I rock climb. So those are the three things I do. And I do one of those things every single day to get me outside the house and keep me active. Cause I sit on my butt all day if i did it i would sit on my butt for 14 hours a day and oh, i would wow. be just a flat blob and so uh that's my life hack i do one fun thing every single day no matter what it is i go do one fun thing per day that's my life okay. hack all right i <laughs> i can subscribe to that um i love it okay well uh victor thank you so much uh for coming to talk about prime day um love it I, i'm looking forward to uh next year and yeah. uh or this fall this fall's Monday. Or yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. So uh should be should be pretty good. Okay, well uh we'll wrap up there. Thanks everyone for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode. One, two, three. Yeah!